hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate (coughs) needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google the McCarty Group, that's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, or call 661-665-SOLD. And those numbers are 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a big good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I am doing excellent. I can smell the pumpkin spice and the, uh, and all the good stuff going I'm on. I'm glad you can. Whew. My nose is stopped up this morning, so I cannot <laughs> smell a thing. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you don't like pumpkin spice, that'll work out then. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> no, I know no, there's I'm people out fan. there. All right, so, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Big enough fan to have it year-round? Uh, no. Um, the, the great thing about pumpkin spice smell is it reminds me of baking pumpkin bread with my mom, Aww. which is, you know, was a great fond memories. holiday tradition. You bet. Excellent. Excellent. So what else is going on? Well, you know, you know me. Work, 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 right? <laughs> yes. um, so um, life is going good. Real estate market is holding strong and keeping me busy. Um, and with how busy I've been lately, I haven't even begun to wrap my Christmas shopping up yet. Um, so after the show today, I have to really finish buying those last few gifts. What about you? Have you finished all your Christmas shopping yet? Um, I've got some done. I have not wrapped anything yet. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's kind of sad. I've got a 10-year-old, you know, my 10-year-old son. Right. And every morning he kind of wakes up, looks under the tree. <laughs> Still nothing. Poor thing. Still nothing. Is it mean just to get the uh, six pack of socks and wrap those? And yeah, it is. It is very mean. Get him a um, squeeze test. He's off. This is soft. I don't want it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, he's probably wondering right about now, am I on the good list or the bad list? The naughty or nice list? Which is it, right? Oh, oh. A parent, parents love this. Yeah. The elf on the shelf. Absolutely. Keeping him in line. Keep, <laughs> put him everywhere. I'm thinking of, well... I think he might be recruiting a couple more elves to help. Oh, so we'll have one in every okay. room. I don't know. I don't know. But Very a lot cool. of fun. So for everybody out there uh, like me that hasn't completed their shopping yet and doesn't know what to get a loved one, um, I might have an idea for you with today's show. Um, you know, in today's world, it seems like um, everyone wants to be streaming some show or streaming the latest movie that's still in the theaters. All of this from the comfort of your home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not do it in style? And today we're going to talk with Danny Eichenhorst from Bakersfield Home Theater. I know some of you heard home theater and you decided just to tune out. Uh-uh, don't do that. Home theaters aren't just for luxury homes. Honestly, they're not. 
We're going to talk about do-it-yourself options, options for smaller budgets. We've got the whole gamut covered. So you might get some really great gift ideas for that tech lover or movie buff on your list. Okay, Mm. so stay tuned. But before we start popping the popcorn and talking about bringing the big screen home, you know me, we got to talk real estate. Um, In the third quarter of 2021, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage was 2.9%. At the end of November, mortgage rates from Freddie Mac inched up to 3.1% for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And guess what? Unfortunately, experts are projecting that rates are going to continue to rise through 2022. They're predicting that interest rates could rise to 3.5% this coming year. That's a pretty big hike in that short of time, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, we've been at an extremely low rate for a long That's period true of time. That's huh? mm-hmm. okay. Inflation may be catching up with us, right? Oh, boy. And so, you know, why does it matter? Because honestly, when you look at 2.9 to 3.1, that doesn't seem like that big of a jump. And 3.1 to 3.5 doesn't seem like that big of a jump either. I mean, really, it's not that drastic of an increase. It's, it's nothing like what we saw in the early 80s of 18% Ooh. interest, right? Yeah. Um, but mortgage rates really play a significant role in your home search. As the rates go up, your monthly mortgage payment automatically increases. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying a home, mortgage rates can directly affect how much you can afford. And even that smallest increase can frankly have a large impact on your monthly payment. For example, if you're at a 2.75% interest rate, the monthly mortgage payment on a $400,000 home loan would be $1,633 a month. Now, if you increase that interest rate to 3.5%, your monthly payment has jumped 17, to seventeen ninety six, so that's an increase of one hundred and sixty three dollars per month, or nineteen fifty six per year, almost two thousand a year, or <laughs> to really put it in perspective, fifty eight thousand six hundred eighty dollars over thirty years. Wow, yeah, that's a big number. So now you're seeing what I mean. Even that smallest increase in mortgage interest rates can have a large impact on your payment. Mm. So if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the market to tank. This should be a wake-up call for you. I mean, prices are predicted to level out or slow their rate of appreciation, not to plummet. And interest rates are expected to rise. By waiting, it's going to cost you money. And if you have any questions about the current interest rates, reach out to your preferred lender. And if for whatever reason you don't have a preferred lender, give my office a call and we'll put you in the right direction. This is, this is great, Lori, and I'm glad you mentioned that too because – you know, working on the show, helping you out here. Mm-hmm. People, you know, they say, hey, I heard you on the show. And then they want to talk real estate. Of course And I'm do. not the expert like you are. But I <laughs> but do you're getting hear. There. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm learning a ton here. Um, but I do hear this. People are like, I'm just waiting for it to crash so I can get in. And it's I'm not like, happening, uh, peeps. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see it happening. And say it does do, uh, well, uh, to take a stock market term, if there's mm-hmm. a correction, a little dip. Right. The long term is real estate's an amazing investment. Absolutely, amazing. It is. It's going to go up over time. Yes, okay, we see a dip, a correction, whatever. But but yeah, don't sit on the sidelines. You're going to yeah. miss out. You're going to yeah. miss out. And this is great information. And I know we're ready to dive into our next topic, which is home theaters. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, now that we've got this real estate news out of the way, I want to introduce everybody to Danny Eichenhorst from Bakersfield Home Theater. Good morning, Danny. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Enjoying being here this morning. Um, I guess it, you know, 
being being awake and alive sure beats the alternative, right? <laughs> it, it does. It does. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business of home theaters. So I'm a Bakersfield native. Great. Uh, and my stepfather, growing up, worked for Earners as oh, their okay. home theater installer. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, you know, we had the big TVs, we had speakers throughout the house, and and all of that. And so. As a kid, I was always about taking stuff apart and putting it back together oh. and trying to get things that were broken working. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had about a, a 10% success rate uh, <laughs> in not breaking things. So, uh, and growing up, you know, we had computers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was always really fascinated with that. So, and I believe it was 2012, uh, towards the end, uh, I was between jobs and decided, you know what, I'm going to go work for him. I had done some little stuff mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. And so in uh, 2012, we made it permanent. And then okay. in uh, 2014, I took over the business. Oh, great. Uh, so growing up around it was probably the biggest thing. And then, of course, you know, obviously learning from him, he did it for 30 some odd years or something like that. And uh-huh. Uh, so it was just something that always fascinated me. I love putting things together and then having, you know, everything work at the end. Uh, you know, there's obviously some difficult parts. Of course. Uh, you know, running wire in attics and small mm-hmm. spaces is not the greatest. But at the end, when you have everything working and you get to, you know, hear those loud explosions coming through those speakers and, you know, hear it surround you as if you're in a theater mm-hmm. uh, is one of the best things. Well, and it's it's interesting because I've seen you work and I can tell how passionate you are about what you do and problem solving. And <clears throat> if something's not quite right, figuring out exactly how to make it better. Uh, so I think that's really wonderful too. Yeah, definitely one of the best parts. So tell us a little bit about your business, Bakersfield Home Theater. What services do you guys offer? So we provide a wide range of services. Uh, it's not just about doing home theaters, you know, it just hanging a TV on the wall. Uh, if your internet is spotty in your house, you know, putting in uh, a Wi-Fi system or even just extenders to boost the signal to cover the whole house, especially this last year. Oh, gosh, you know, it's you been You had terrible. kids mm-hmm. going to school from home. So then now you're like, okay, well, in their bedroom, we don't have Wi-Fi. And so they have to sit at the table and now it's distracting. So one of the biggest things we did over the last year was Wi-Fi systems, boosting the Wi-Fi throughout the whole house so that we have the full coverage through each of the individual rooms. In addition to that, we also do security cameras. Right. Uh, We do uh, speakers throughout the house. We do some smart home services, uh, all-in-one remotes that'll control, you know, the TV, all the components. Uh, there's some ability to control lights uh, there. If you, you know, want to go that route, they have the blinds and curtains that automatically open. And close no way you can do that. Wow. Absolutely. So and then when working with an electrician, we can get the, uh, you know, light switches that are Wi-Fi connected mm-hmm. so that you can control the lights throughout the house via, you know, the Alexa, Google Assistant, Siri uh, or just, you know, manual control through your phone. Uh, and so that's one of the, you know one of my favorite things to do at least uh i have my my sprinklers are able to be controlled really my google assistant um yeah so there's a lot of different services that we do what i normally tell people is anything that is considered low voltage with the exception of alarms okay uh is basically in our wheelhouse you know i've i've set up a roomba for a customer oh really um, yeah okay. i was there doing some work with their uh, surround sign and everything and they're like hey we got this as a gift Christmas uh, nine months ago, (laughs) 
and we have no idea what to do. And so I, I went through the process to help them get it initially set up and uh, showed them how to use the app and all of that. And they've been going strong ever since. That is great. So tell us, what areas do you serve? Is it just Bakersfield or? So it, it, it's very dependent. Bakersfield is obviously my main area and obviously the surrounding communities, you know, mm -hmm. Shafter, et cetera. Uh, I also do have customers up in Tehachapi, uh, Bear, uh, Bear Valley Spring. Um, I have customers uh, where I manage their, you know, vacation homes over in Pismo, uh, Newport. In fact, I even moved a customer when he retired uh, all of his equipment up to Santa Rosa. Wow. Uh, so I've done quite a bit of travel. Obviously, if there's going to be, you know, a significant amount of travel, then, you know, there'd just be a trip charge on top of the normal cost. But that's it. Well, that is fantastic because, you know, there is nothing worse than having your trusted go-to IT kind of guy, right? Oh, who yeah. sets up all yep. this stuff for you and then moving out of the area and going, ah, who am I going to trust? Yes. Who am I going to rely on? Yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a customer move uh, out of state and they still call me every once in a while for help on their computers and things oh, like that. Oh, that's great. That is wonderful. See what I mean, folks, about how passionate he is? That's awesome. So, Danny, I think that has been a great introduction, and I think it's time for us to take a short break. Uh, but before we do, could you tell our listeners how they can reach you in Bakersfield Home Theater? Of course. So you can visit the website at bakersfieldhometheater.com. You can shoot me an email at danny at bhtcs.net. Or you can shoot me a text message or give me a call at 661-496-0533. Perfect. Thanks so much, Danny. So stay tuned. We're going to be back in a moment with more fun and exciting home theater and low-voltage electronic stuff. Uh, you're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR and streaming live on knzr.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's top 100 agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Now, if you're thinking about selling but need to make some renovations first, you'll want to contact Lori to find out about her amazing program designed to help sellers get their home ready to sell. It's called the McCarty Line of Convenience, or MLOC for short. 
This program allows sellers to tap into their equity for renovations and repairs. There is no interest or fees associated with the MLOC. It's simply paid back at the close of escrow. Call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653 to see if you qualify for this exclusive program designed to help maximize your selling price. And now if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Danny Eichenhorst of Bakersfield Home Theater. So Danny, do you have a home theater at your house or an impressive media room set up? Uh, absolutely. In fact, that was one of the first things I did when I moved in uh, back in 2017, much to my wife's uh, annoyance. Because there, <laughs> there was more important things that needed done, and yeah, that wasn't happening. So yeah, I have a surround sound system that is considered a uh, 5.1.4, uh, meaning I have a total of nine regular speakers and a subwoofer. So it's a little more extravagant than what you would find typically in a normal home. But, you know, given what I do for a living, it has to be. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, so, oh, go ahead. Continue. Nope, nope, go ahead. My question was, so my VCR at home. Yes. I got it for Christmas 18 years ago. Yes. But, you know, I still can't set the clock on that. Is that something you could come through and and help me out with? Surprisingly enough, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and trust me, it's, it's almost not worth it. It's, uh, uh, anytime oh. there's a power outage, there, there's nothing to keep those. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hinting that maybe I should upgrade? Just maybe. Uh, you know, maybe move to a DVD player. <laughs> don't, don't bother with a Blu-ray player. You know. Let's not go all high tech yeah, on no, you. You don't need the new stuff. Stick oh, my old. goodness. Hey, okay. well, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But wait, he has a 10-year-old. I'm sure he still has a lot of... Um, Disney movies that are on VHS, right? Who who still wants to see those, right? Absolutely. It's quite an investment to reinvest in um, either new DVDs or streaming service, although streaming services are much more affordable now. Yes, it absolutely is. And I have good news for all the uh, Disney fans out there. Disney Plus, you can (laughs) subscribe to it. I believe it's like $7.99 a month. All the parents should have it. It gets you all the Disney uh, shows, movies. It's got all the Marvel stuff on there. It's got Star Wars. It's essentially uh, a great babysitter. Absolutely. <laughs> and look at all that storage room it frees up, right? Yes, yes. Because we have, we still, I'm with you, Adelaide. I've still got VHS tapes. Yeah. Um, but we still, we have a collection of DVDs that just won't end. And um, gosh, I think about, if we just went strictly to streaming, how nice would that be to have all that storage space freed up for oh, other things? That'd be so nice. It's hard to let go, though. It is. It, it is really is. Go, you know me. Yeah. I'm a collector. Um, so. Me too. Me too. Anyway, well, thank you, uh, back to Danny. Um, so tell us about the components that make up a home theater system or what we should have. So the most basic of any TV system is obviously a TV, especially Mm -hmm. nowadays you've got smart TV. So it has a lot of built-in streaming features. So if that's all you do, you don't have a traditional TV service like Spectrum uh, or DirecTV, then you would have Netflix or you would have Disney Plus, as we just discussed, or something along those lines. And then, so to expand from that, when you start getting into a more, you know, home theater type setup, you start going to the most basic, which is just a sound bar. Okay. So that just is a slightly better sound than uh, the TV speakers would be at the most basic level. And then as you get higher into the levels of the sound bar, you get more expanded options. 
there's a company called Sonos that makes a soundbar called the Arc. And it has, I believe, 11 speakers inside of it. Wow. That it uses to fill the room with sound. And it's a very good option for when you want to have something that's going to have a really good sound, but you're not going to have a full speaker setup. Okay. From there, we expand into an actual surround sound system. So mm -hmm. the most basic is you have a surround sound receiver to pair with the TV, and then you have five speakers. So you have a center channel, a front right and left, and then you have a rear right and left. So this is going to surround you with sound, hence the name. And in a traditional surround sound setup, you're going to be watching a movie and you yourself are the camera view. So anything that happens behind the camera is going to be on those speakers behind you. Anything in front of the camera in the middle is going to be your center channel. That's where all your dialogue comes from. Okay. If the director is, you know, obviously a good director. <laughs> and then, so the front right and left is obviously what's in front of the camera to the right and left. So most of the time, you're never going to hear any sound from those rear speakers. You're going to end up hearing mostly that center channel, which is why we usually recommend going with a more robust speaker for that. Mm -hmm. And then obviously those fronts. So if you're watching an action movie, you're going to hear those bullets fly by you and you're going to hear them in the rear and then you're going to hear the explosions all over, especially if you're watching a Michael Bay movie. Right. And so that is the most basic setup. Then for a proper surround sound system, you're going to add in a subwoofer. This is where you get all that bass. Okay. That's where you get the really good explosions that vibrate the walls of your neighbor's <laughs> house, which turns out my neighbors do here. Uh -huh. So then... We would expect that. Exactly. So then from there, we get a little more fancy. So if you have a traditional... TV service, you're also going to have a cable box or a satellite receiver in mm -hmm. addition to this basic. Then we start having our VCRs, our DVD players, our Blu-ray players. For a streaming uh, setup that you don't want to use the smart features, then you're going to have something like an Apple TV, a Roku device, an Amazon Fire Stick or Fire TV, something along those lines. And I get a lot of questions on which one should I go with. And mm -hmm. really, it's heavily dependent on preference. Okay. If you're an iPhone user, I usually recommend going with the Apple TV. It pairs very, very simply with any iOS device or Mac where you can throw whatever is on your phone up on the TV. You can use it as a remote. There's a lot you can do. If you're an Android user like myself, then really it doesn't matter which one you go with. It's whichever one you like the ecosystem uh, better. Okay. The Roku device works a lot more similar to the Android device that you'd be using for your phone. Then we get into the larger speaker systems mm -hmm. and the projector systems. So it, it really is going to be heavily dependent on what type of room and space you have available in your home. Okay. It's going to be heavily dependent on what kind of budget you have. Mm -hmm. And so from there, we expand out into the larger speaker systems with the uh, 7.1 or 7.2 system, which means you have two extra speakers in the rear to the sides. So that's going to give you a little more immersion in whatever you're watching. And then we get into the newer standards, which are the Atmos standards. This is what a lot of the theaters use nowadays. Okay. Where you have anywhere from 7 to 11 speakers surrounding you. Wow. In all different areas. It's actually a very cool feature that sound designers, when they're making a movie, can now do where they can just say, I want this sound to come from the right side, two feet off the ground. So from your point of view, you've got a potted plant over there that sounds like it's a speaker. Uh-huh. 
So when properly set up, it's a very cool and very interesting system that they can implement nowadays. Now, the only problem, much like when Blu-ray became a thing, there wasn't a lot available at the time. Right. Same thing with 4K. Unless you're streaming, there's really not anything available. So most of the time, in order to get Atmos, it has to be something from a streaming service mm-hmm. that is what they call an original most okay. of the time. Or it has to be a newer movie made within the last, I believe, three years now. Okay. Uh, you can get the Atmos type surround sound. Uh, most common would be Netflix originals, though. Okay. Or a Blu-ray. Okay. So tell me, well, this is an awful lot to digest. Yes. What are the most important features to consider when you're buying uh, a home theater system? So when you're buying a home theater system, the number one thing is going to obviously be the TV. Okay. Because without the TV, you've got nothing. Right. From there, my usual recommendation on where to place the most emphasis is going to be the speakers. Okay. There are, you know, many, many makers of receivers. I personally usually prefer Yamaha. Okay. Uh, They've been around for decades. They Mm -hmm. make a very good product. And most importantly, I'm familiar with their support system. Right. So if there is a problem, I know exactly who to call, where to go, and what to do. Yeah. So from my from my perspective, that's the most important uh, part of using Yamaha versus someone else. However, that doesn't mean that they're the only good one out there right. or anything like that. A lot of times I come in and there may be an already existing mm-hmm. you know, Denon receiver. Right. And then I'm going to use obviously use that. Now, speakers... They have very cheap speakers, and they have very expensive speakers, and they have everything in between. Right. Uh, I usually do not recommend the most expensive. Right. Because really, you're going to get diminishing returns after mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. However, I never recommend the cheapest because there's a reason they're so cheap. Absolutely. Typically, you're going to want a speaker that is between, if you're doing an in-ceiling, you're going to want a speaker that's between about $150 to $250 a piece. Okay. Now, that's a huge number for a lot of people, but realize these speakers are going to be in your ceiling for 25 years. Right. These are not some short-term investment. Right. And if you're doing a bookshelf speaker, meaning it's in a Mm -hmm. typically wood enclosure and you set it on a bookshelf or you have floor standing speakers, those are going to travel with you if you move. Right. Again, these are long-term investments, so you want to make sure you spend the you know money and get a good one because you'll have these for 20 years. So how big does our home theater or media room have to be? So Can we do it in a small I, space? I get, I get asked this a lot, and what I tell people is, how big of a room are you going to give me? <laughs> so I have, I have people who have a you know 10 by 10 bedroom, and we make it into a theater. For okay. Them. Now, when I say theater, it's not like you're going to the movies, you have curtains on right. the wall to dance. Right. I mean, we're talking a TV, a surround sound receiver, and five speakers and a subwoofer. Okay. That, that is the most basic theater system that we're talking about. And so I have several customers who have very small ones. I have some customers who are building a home and say, hey, I want to do this. What can you recommend? Mm-hmm. And we go through it step by step. I look at their plans and I say, where do you think your your wife will let us do this? Or, right. <laughs> you know, your designer will let us do this. And because the biggest thing is I can make just about any room work. Mm-hmm. I just need to know what I'm allowed to do. Okay. So what are those features of a room setup that are important um, 
for setting up. Yeah. So in an like ideal this. world, it's wholly enclosed, meaning there's four walls. Oh, okay. So a lot of houses nowadays, their living They're room wide is wide open. Mm -hmm. Now, while that will work, it is better for acoustics and sound to have a wholly enclosed room. Okay. However, it is in no way required, especially with the way speakers work nowadays. Okay. Uh, there's a lot more fine tuning to reduce echo and all this other stuff. So the other thing is carpet. Oh. I know a lot of people love tile. Yeah. But tile. Or luxury vinyl it, plank or, or, or hardwood. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're going to need an area rug because that sound oh. will echo. Now, I do a lot of new home builds, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. when we're putting these in and we're testing them, there's no furniture. So it's really echoing. People start to worry. And I... As soon as you have furniture, get some paintings on the wall, get that area rug, it will drop off dramatically. Okay. So if you're doing a dedicated room, I do recommend carpet because it will help with the acoustics. However, area rugs work just fine as well. It's just something okay. to dampen the reflective surfaces of the room. Okay. Makes total sense. Um, so now we talked earlier about how the focal point is the TV. Yes. Right? So um, <laughs> how big of a screen do you choose? It is a, a projector versus a TV. I mean, what are the differences as well as what are the pros and cons? So with projectors, the thing you're going to have be most difficult is lighting in the room. So projectors, oh. because they're sending that light uh -huh. from a far distance to a wall, if you have lights on in the room, it's going to be washed out. You're right. not going to be able to see it very well. Right. So typically projectors are made for dark rooms. Um, there are projectors that are brighter, made for bright rooms, but those are typically for conference rooms or something along those lines. Okay. So you're in an office and you have mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. bright picture because you're not going to get very good color from okay. those. You're going to still see color, but you won't have the real theater experience type. That's why the theaters are always so dark. Right. Now... In a room that is purpose-built or with blackout curtains or something like that, a projector works just fine. These are where if you want a screen bigger than about 85 inches, you're going to need to have a projector. So typically between 100 to 120 inches is what we're looking at projector-wise. Okay. So if you have a room that you're purposely building to make it a theater-type setup, all mm -hmm. we're going to do is watch really good movies with loud explosions or, you know, we're going to watch something that needs to be real big, then that's absolutely a situation with a projector. Okay. I do quite a few of them. And typically, that's a definite you want wholly enclosed room. Okay. Somewhere that you can shut off or dim the lights enough that it's not going to wash out the picture. Mm -hmm. Now, size-wise for TVs, it's heavily dependent on your room style, especially with these living rooms that are big and open like we talked about. Right. It depends how far you're going to sit away. It depends how far you're going to want to see the TV. For example, a lot of the newer homes have a kitchen placed behind uh -huh. the area where you're gonna have your couch. So if you're in there cooking, you wanna be able to see the TV, you're obviously gonna need a bigger one. Now, it used to be the standard for a living room was 55 inches. That was more of a cost limitation than anything else. Okay. Nowadays, the most common size we use is 65. Okay. So that's 65 from diagonal, corner right. to corner, top to bottom. So the TV itself is not going to be 65 inches wide. I have a lot of right. people worry about that. They see right. those boxes and they're huge and that's going to be too big. Mm -hmm. So it's 
very dependent on the room and then also the person. Some people want that 85 inch in their living room and they're only going to be sitting, you know, 10 feet away. That would be my husband. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it while it may not be the best for visual appeal, uh, you know, bigger is not always better. Okay. As much to, you know, his disappointment. Absolutely. The, the thing you're going to be looking for is how far away you're sitting. There, okay. I think technically there's a measurement that you can do and, you know, there's a formula. I, I go based off of just what feels right for the room. Right. So, like I said, typically we're looking at a 65 to maybe a 75 in a living room on average. Okay, super. Now, you alluded to this earlier, and when I was doing my research for the show, I saw articles that talked about 5.1 and 7.2 surround sound. You talked about you have the yes. 5.1.4, right? Yes. So tell us again about all of that and explain the differences. So a 5.1 system is the most basic. That is five speakers around you, and then the point one just means a single subwoofer. Okay. So that's what's after that first point. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was talking earlier about the 5.2.4, that's for the new Atmos standard. Okay. So the point four that comes after that, or point two, as the case may be, that is what are called two or four Atmos height speakers. So okay. these are extra speakers in the front or the rear that simply work with the software to project sound in a way that makes it sound like that plant is making right. that speaker Which is noise. very cool. Yes, and it, and it absolutely is. When It's very obvious when you go from a traditional speaker setup with a 5.1 to a Atmos setup and you're watching something in Atmos. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting the way that they can make it surround you. There's obviously, you know, purpose-made stuff for just testing purposes that always just blows people away right when they hear it for the first time the way that it actually does surround you mm -hmm. very cool um now i know we have a lot of listeners that like to do it yourself when it comes to home improvement projects so do you have any tips for those diyers yes, absolutely so for anyone who wants to try and do this themselves and i have a lot of customers that actually do okay uh the first thing I will say, and this is the most common mistake that I see people do all the time, they want to hang a TV on the wall, mm -hmm. and they don't use a stud finder. Oh, and yeah. they don't <clears throat> put the lag bolts into the stud, <laughs> and then their TV falls off the wall. Mm -hmm. So they essentially, they're trying to use drywall to just hold it up. Never, ever do that. Hire a professional if you don't know what to do. Please. I, I beg of you. I've had to replace so many TVs that have fallen off the walls or fallen off of patio covers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be the McCarty family. Yes. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, we we can get it done very quickly and very easily for you. The biggest other thing is going to be uh, when you are setting up your speaker system, uh, if you want the wire run in the attic, it can be very difficult right. for somebody to do it themselves if they don't know what they're doing. Um, so, you know, but yes, there's, just... there's YouTube videos and stuff like that, but I, I really don't recommend that. If you want to have the proper one, 
I will come out and just do the speaker. I was going to say, you. can't and, they know, call you yes. and, and they can do this stuff, but you can do that part. Yes. I, I do have customers who maybe they already have the speakers existing, so they get a new surround sound receiver and do that themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And if I just need to come out and fine tune it for you or finish the setup, right? that is fine. I, I will do that. Absolutely. But uh, the biggest the biggest thing is please go into a stud with that, with that mount. <laughs> I think that is great advice and uh we wish we had known you when we installed that tv the first time yes yeah uh well i have uh a few more questions about home theaters but i think it's time for us to take a short break unless adelaide has a question or two i just wanted to bring up when you talk about acoustics because my mom she has the the tile the painted walls and it just drives me crazy yeah, because it's so echo. I'm like, how can you guys even understand what they're saying? I can't understand it. Like drives me nuts. So I'm gonna do the area rug thing, yeah, for sure. That's what, mom. If you're listening, you're probably gonna get an area rug for Christmas. I was gonna say Christmas <laughs> yeah. present, right? It, it, and exactly, it's coming up, everyone, for all your parents out there. Just oh get my them a, gosh. Now make sure that they have some input though, because if they're anything like my wife, they're gonna have a lot of opinions on what type of area. Rug. Oh boy. Oh Absolutely. boy. Yeah. My my house is also tile. So, so yeah, the so. whole thing. So I I had to get an area rug as well and it's, it it's worth right. the investment, worth the it investment. Cuz the other thing I'm thinking is Lori loves this. Mm-hmm. Keeping the popcorn ceiling. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, God, Did, yeah. Other requests for that I get, uh, for acoustics? <laughs> no. No. Don't don't ever do the popcorn <laughs> ceiling. Uh it, trust me, the area rug and some <laughs> Pictures on the wall will will help. Enough. Maybe even a plant or two would help. Okay. 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 Do yes. not yeah. bring Actually, back the does. popcorn yeah. ceiling. Mm-hmm. Bring back the popcorn no. for your home theater. Yes. No, but not just, the popcorn ceiling. I was going to say the popcorn, not the popcorn ceiling. You yep. got it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. All Lori. right. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And this morning, we're interviewing Danny Eichenhorst of Bakersfield Home Theater. And Danny, tell our listeners how they can reach you if they're interested in a home theater. So they can reach me through the website, 
at bakersfieldhometheater.com. They can reach me by email at danny at bhtcs.net. Or they can text or call at 661-496-0533. Very cool. Um, so now before the break, Danny, we were talking about homeowners uh, doing the DIY home theater. <clears throat> what about those who, like me, are like, uh-uh, been down that road, not doing it anymore. Um, can your team turn an already existing room into a home theater? Absolutely. So it it's going to depend on the type of house it is, one story versus two story, on okay. how we do it. Okay. So for a single story, uh, we usually just go up in the attic, we run our wire, we cut in speakers, and typically it's something that can be done in less than a day. Perfect. Uh, to go from you know a just regular bedroom, for example, or mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. or living room into a now it's your theater. So the two story makes it a little more complicated if it's on the ground floor because obviously there's no attic space. In that particular scenario, there's going to be some cutting into the drywall of the mm-hmm. ceiling that will then have to be repaired after the fact, uh, or there will be uh, simply wires run along the ground, under the carpet, uh, along the baseboards, or there can be a wireless speaker system okay. uh, that can be done using a product like the Sonos soundbar I discussed earlier. They have mm-hmm. speakers that pair with it to make your surround speakers. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so now you mentioned earlier that you work with people who are under construction. Um, so if they're doing a custom or a semi-custom home, um, at what point in the process do they need to consult with you and your team? So if they're wanting to have speakers, especially throughout the house instead mm-hmm. of just in a single room, uh, maybe they want them in the patio, maybe they want them out in the planters you know, for their whole property, then essentially when they have the frame up is when the first consultation needs to happen. Okay. Uh, if they're wanting during the design process to have a theater, then mm-hmm. obviously that's where I would need to come right. in to discuss right. it with them. But typically if they're doing a custom home and it's not a development, then mm-hmm. I can come in at any time. I can run wire. I can put up uh, what are called new construction brackets that will have the cutout already in for the speakers and oh, the ceiling okay. that the drywallers will then just have cut out. I come in after everything's done, pop my speakers in, and we're done. It's, it's, a, oh, very that's sim- great. it's a very simple process. In this particular scenario, I can then put speakers throughout the house. I can pre-wire the house not just for the speakers, but also for the internet. Right. I can do a lot more mm-hmm. uh, in that scenario. If it's a development, however, they have their guys that they right. use, and I hate to say it, you're going to pay a lot those. more. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, one of my, uh, in fact, my best friend was building a house and to run some internet wire that would have cost me about $300 to do on a normal job, they charged him $1,200. Right. It, it's, it's a dramatic increase. Uh, unfortunately. That is part of how the uh, track type builders or development builders um, help increase their profit potential. Oh, ab- mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, it, it's just like uh, Best Buy mm-hmm. and myself even or Costco. We don't make any money on TVs. Right. There's extremely low markup on mm-hmm. them. On those TVs that you're getting down at Costco, we're talking 10 to $15 per TV. Right. Whereas with the accessories that go with uh-huh. them. Whole different story. Exactly. You know, you can go on Amazon and buy an HDMI cord for 14 bucks where 
Best Buy is going to sell it for 60 Right. For example, because that's the only way they make money. Exactly. And for those of you, I'm just going to uh, set your mind at ease. For those of you who are concerned, um, gosh, this guy owns a whole home theater installation business. It must cost a ton of money. I got to tell you, he is very, very reasonable um, for the service that he provides. And um, as I mentioned to Adelaide off air, he is an amazing teacher as well for those of us who had to learn all about streaming services, et cetera. So, so talk to me a little bit about, because um, I'm kind of surprised it's not in your home, right? But what was the most extravagant home theater that you've ever put in? So this, while not the most expensive job, was certainly one of the coolest an airplane hangar. Oh my. 80 feet by 100 feet. Okay. We put in a projector. We put in seven outdoor speakers, okay. essentially, because we need something big enough. Right. And two 15 inch subwoofers, and essentially turn this airplane hang- hangar into a theater. Wow. It is a 40 foot wide screen <gasps> projected onto the wall. Wow. And it looks amazing. Uh, I just want to know, is it available for rent? As far as I'm aware, it is not. Uh, The the owner of it actually, uh, in addition, obviously, to his family using it and obviously storing his planes, Uh Uh uh, he uh, actually hosts parties for his employees and things like that. Oh, how wonderful. It's it's a fantastic uh, area to to do it and obviously in addition to just you know movies and stuff like that music can be played on those speakers and right. all the other stuff it's not just for you know watching star wars on a 40 foot wide screen but like how I cool did. would that be I it mean, was pretty cool i'm kind of geeking out right cool. now <laughs> <laughs> so on the other hand what's the most conservative in home theater that you've designed so with actual speakers involved for a 5.1 system i believe Probably it was the small room that I discussed earlier. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it actually wasn't even 10 by 10. I believe it was 10 by 9. Uh, and it's just a TV on the wall. There's a shelf underneath holding the uh, center channel speaker and then four. Uh, but I'm sure for that homeowner, it made oh, no. them tickled pink. Uh, he uses it every day for hours a day. That is his room that mm-hmm. he gets to spend time in and, and watch everything. In fact, he lives right down the street from me. So oh, whenever great. they have issues, I just pop on over and take care of it and head on back home. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, if if we're wanting to create this home theater experience, but we're on a budget, where can we be conservative in our funds uh, and where should we splurge? So com- to be completely honest, the most conservative area right now is TVs. Okay. They have come uh, so far down in price. They previously. really have. We just bought a 65-inch TV from Costco for, I think, 500 That's amazing. 25 bucks or something like that. And it, it is a fantastic TV. That mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. used to be you, you spend that little money, you're, you're going down to Walmart, yeah, and you're getting the off-brand TV that no one's right. ever heard of that goes out in a year. Well, we're talking Samsung TVs. Right. We're talking Sony TVs, LG TVs. Uh, the prices have come down so far. 
they have obviously the nice, the more expensive TVs with the nicer pictures and the mm-hmm. fancy promotional names on them, like QLED or OLED and stuff like that. And while there is going to be a difference between the base models and those, there's not going to be that noticeable of a difference unless they're side by side. Okay. If you're going to be watching lots of sports, playing video games and stuff, then you might want to spring for the higher refresh rate on the TV, which is how fast it can change okay. each individual frame. But outside of that, there's not going to be too much of a difference, especially when you're on a budget. The The part where you do want to spend the money, like mm-hmm. I said, the speakers, it will make a huge difference long term. And TVs, they last an average of seven years. Right. We have speakers that we put in 20, over 20 years ago. That yeah, see, that's amazing. The only reason we take them out is because the new design of the speakers. It used right. to be you have a thick plastic ring that yellows uh-huh. over time. Nowadays, the speakers are magnetic grills with no lip. It's all grill. They're paintable. Mm-hmm. They blend in. They're not going to fade colors. So that that's going to be the biggest the biggest thing you want to spend the money on. Outside of that, you know, the receivers again as long as they have enough power to, to get this uh, power to those speakers, as long as they have enough individual channels for each speaker. Right. If you want to do 5.1 system, you need to make sure it has five outputs. If you want to do those five speakers plus some speakers on the patio, they need to make sure it supports that. But the cost-wise, you're, you're not going to have to spend too much. You're going to spend about as much as you do on a TV, essentially. Okay. Uh, for, for a budget theater. Right. Uh, and then last but not least is going to be that subwoofer that I've mm-hmm. probably failed to mention enough. This is one of the most important parts of the theater. Okay. Because your speakers that are going to be doing your center channel and those speakers up in the ceiling or the speakers surrounding you if you have floor standing speakers or bookshelves, the subwoofer does almost half the work. Okay. You, those speakers don't do any of those lows. They, right. they cut off at a certain point. So that subwoofer is going to be providing the lows for all of those speakers for the entire room. And that's what's really going to make the difference between just a TV and a surround sound system. Right. Okay. Perfect. So um, for all the gamers out there, um, talk to us about can you play your Xbox or PlayStation in your home theater? So uh, as a very avid gamer myself, uh, the simple answer is yes, absolutely. Okay. So I have PlayStation. I have the Switch. I have the Xbox. I, mm-hmm. I have the Steam Link so I can play my computer games on the TV if I want to. I, I, I do all of that and more. So what I briefly touched on earlier when we were talking about the TVs is the refresh rate. If you have a faster refresh rate on the TV, then you can absolutely game with no issues whatsoever. Okay. And most importantly, uh, you can hear it all around you. So if you're playing a competitive game, you can hear that person sneaking up behind you and tell which direction they're coming from. Oh, my gosh. A lot of games are made with the ability for surround sound now. That's great. So with COVID causing homeowners to become more focused on upgrading their homes and more movies skipping uh, the theaters and going straight to streaming platforms... I would imagine you've seen an increase in business. Yes and no. Oh. So yes, we've had an increase in the amount of people wanting stuff. Mm -hmm. However, as I'm sure most people are aware, there's been some supply chain issues. Absolutely. So it's it's unfortunately been a situation where we we wanted to do 
you know, a job for a person, but we couldn't get equipment. Mm. So we had to put it off for seven, eight months. <gasps> so, I mean, we were getting any, any equipment that we could. Now I'm a dealer for mm -hmm. a lot of these brands, mm -hmm. so I get it direct from them, but with the inability to get the equipment, uh, we've just been, you know, had to put them off. In fact, it took me seven months to get five receivers from Yamaha and five wow. uh, amplifiers from Sonos. Wow. A lot of the equipment that I got over the last uh, 18 months has actually been from Best Buy, Costco, Amazon, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, where even then it's, it's, it wasn't enough because right. I was still on wait lists through these other places. Uh, so we were just kind of grabbing it where we could. Now, funny enough, the one thing that we never had shortages on was speakers. Huh. I could get speakers all day long because they don't have the microchips that everyone's needs. Oh, right. But with okay. streaming nowadays, everything uses a microchip. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why there haven't been as many different models of TVs out okay. that there used to be. That's why they eliminated certain sizes of TVs because they had to, you know, shorten shorten the uh, the availability of everything. So they eliminated a lot of different stuff. So, um, <clears throat> you know, you've, you've mentioned a few things that you've seen, uh, in terms of improvements in home theater over the years. Um, the speakers, for example, or the, the speaker grills, for example, yes. the quality of speakers, price points and TVs, anything else that you've noticed? So probably the biggest change uh, even since I was a kid, because again, I grew up around mm -hmm. this, um, the biggest change over time has been the cost. Uh -huh. Everything has gotten cheaper. It yeah. used to be if you wanted to have a whole home speaker system control through the house, you wanted to be able to control everything from a single remote. I mean, we were talking tens of thousands Absolutely. of dollars. I mean, it, it, the, the cost was enormous. And had had we not grown up around it and gotten certain product for free because, you know, buy this many, get mm -hmm. this, or, mm -hmm. hey, you're a dealer, uh, we want you to sell this type of thing, you know, here, this is your tester, uh, we certainly wouldn't have had this type of stuff. Nowadays, an intercom system, for example, mm -hmm. was enormously expensive. Now you have your Alexas. Right. You put one in each room. You can call everyone. Mm -hmm. In fact, my my brother would use it to make sure that uh, his son was up for school. Oh. He, he, you know, instead of Great going in idea. there, he would call him on it. Mm -hmm. uh, my my parents they do it to each other. So my mom wakes up earlier. So my stepfather, you know, says, "Hey, I'm awake through the mm -hmm. Alexa," and then you've and then so now you've got your intercom system with the speakers throughout the house you know obviously it's not going to sound as good as right. having big speakers everywhere however you can use the larger alexas or the sonos devices throughout the house to play music in each individual room or connect them all together perfect so it, the the cost has dramatically dropped pretty much all over the board and that is great news for consumers out there yeah um so are there any big changes that you see on the horizon? Uh, I absolutely do, and almost all of it revolves around streaming more than anything else. Okay. So with the ability of streaming, I mean, we've seen huge disruption just in the last 10 years alone. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, when I graduated college, one of my final projects was on Netflix and predicting the demise of Blockbuster. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, for those listening, that might date me a little bit. But <laughs> so the 
the rise of streaming has led to a massive decrease in subscriber numbers to Spectrum TV service, to uh, DirecTV, which I think they've lost something a little over 20 million subscribers in the last certain amount of time. I mean, it's it's huge. AT&T is trying to sell them off, even though they just bought them recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a huge loss. So we're going to see more individual networks uh, coming out with their own streaming service, Discovery Plus, Paramount mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And we're already starting to see regroupings. So Disney Plus, you can get Hulu, right. you can get ESPN Plus, right. all for a low, low cost of 20 bucks a month or something right. like that. Right. And so we're going to start seeing the rise of essentially streaming cable packages because mm-hmm. that's what makes cable so expensive. You can't pick and choose what, t- no, what channel you, you want. Otherwise, nobody would be paying $280 a month for DirecTV right now. Absolutely. So with the ability of streaming, you can say, oh, I want HBO Max this month because they have a new show. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cancel it when I'm done. Right. Now, what they're relying on is people not canceling. Absolutely. So that's why HBO is releasing new movies same day as the theater. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to keep that subscriber count up, and they're doing a really, really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, because they have all the kids, all right. the parents are going to keep them, and they're right. so cheap. Right. And then you have someone like Hulu coming onto the scene where they used to have all these shows and they used to have the CW. Well, CW made their own app, so they lost the CW. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have, okay, well, now I have to get this app, and now I have to get this app. Okay, well, hey, guess what? We're bundling these apps together, so if you pay this much, you can get them all. So we're going to start seeing that become more and more common with the streaming services, uh, just like with Discovery+, Plus, uh, Paramount+, Plus, and all those. You've got, I believe, CBS and some other ones under under Paramount. It used to be CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Well, as of the Super Bowl last year, now they've got all this other stuff, including some Comedy Central and and some more. Yeah, I was a little upset. I became a, um avid watcher of SEAL Team. And yes. in the middle of the season... It's exclusive now. It's now exclusive streaming. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, that was, that was a little disheartening. And that's going to become more common because while it may not be... Uh, watched enough on CBS itself, be they can lower the production costs. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, low, and essentially save it by bringing it to a streaming only platform. Right. And that's that's what you see with a lot of different shows that are being canceled on one and then brought up on a streaming service. Happened with Lucifer and uh, uh-huh. some other ones. Uh huh. Well, I see Adelaide over there in the booth giving me a signal that we're almost out of time. I want to thank you so much for sharing this wealth of knowledge with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, opportunity. You bet. One more time before we go, please tell our listeners how they can reach you in Bakersfield Home Theater. Absolutely. So you can find us online at bakersfieldhometheater.com. You can email me directly at danny at bhtcs.net. You can shoot me a text message or give me a call at 661-496-0533. Perfect. Before we say goodbye until next week, I want to say thank you for tuning in today and each and every Sunday. Hopefully, we've given you some knowledge about a great topic, and we've provided a little more clarity into the world of real estate. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next Sunday at 8 a.m., just before Sean Hannity, who's coming up next. 
If by chance you missed an episode of the show or know someone who would enjoy this information and is otherwise occupied at this time, no worries. We've got a perfect solution. You can now hear this episode and others wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review to listen over and over. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a wonderful rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. <music>